Kia ora. Welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. Because you deserve a business that doesn't feel like work, one that gives you energy and the resources to do what matters most to you. Whether it's figuring out where to spend your time, how to maximize your profitability, or streamlining your processes so things get done quickly and efficiently, my guests and I, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewers, and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Welcome to episode 10. Today I'm chatting with Bianca Smith. She's the founder and owner of Simplified VA Services. I got Bianca onto the podcast to dive behind the scenes and give you a sneak peek at what it's like to run a online agency model business. Bianca started her business three years ago and has quickly grown it into a social media management agency. In our chat today, we go behind the scenes of her business and she shares how she's built her business and how she's gone from solopreneur to CEO in three short years. This is a first for Bianca. When she guest appears on other podcasts, she doesn't talk about her agency. She talks about social media, social media management, and she gives all of the tips around managing social media, creating content for the social media platforms. So today you are in for a real treat. This is a conversation that she hasn't shared on any other podcast. So just remember that you heard it here first. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation that I had with Bianca and go behind the scenes of her agency. Hey Bianca, welcome to the Business Your Way podcast. I am so excited to have you here today and dive into your business and talk all things agency, which is really cool. Well, thanks so much for having me, Sandra. I'm so excited to talk about this particular topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you start by telling us a bit about who you are, what you do, and how you make your moolah? Yes, all right. So my name is Bianca. I am a military spouse currently stationed in Madrid, Spain. I have three amazing teenagers. And so that's really how I started my business was we move a lot. We move every two, three years. And I often uh, have to quit jobs that I love to, you know, move overseas. And sometimes when we're overseas, I can't work. And so that's where I decided to start a business that I can take with me. I currently am the CEO founder of Simplified VA Services. So we help female entrepreneurs simplify their business through social media management and virtual assistant services and content repurposing. We believe in a simplified business. Oh, I love a simplified and streamlined <laughs> yes. business. That's I'm all about that. So Madrid, Spain, how long have you been there? Oh, we've been here for three years, uh, but my husband retired from here in 2012. Uh, so total, it's been about nine years. <laughs> Wow. So that's your home of choice after being stationed there with a military post? 
Yes, he was active duty. Now he is retired. He still works for the government, though. So uh, this is probably the one duty station where we've been for a long time. Where else in the world have you been stationed because of the military life? Yes, uh, Germany. So I was active duty military Air Force. So I met my husband in Frankfurt, Germany, where we were both active duty Air Force. And then from there, we went to Offutt Air Force Base, Nebraska. And then we went to Greece and we went to Madrid. And then we retired, which we thought we were going to, to Vadovsa, Georgia, where my husband is from. But then we ended up moving to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and now back to Madrid, Spain. Right. And so where are you originally from? Where's, where do you call a home? I'm from New Jersey, the Jersey Shore. And how is Spain treating you over this time? How's the time zone? And yeah, how does that work in your business? I love it here. I call Spain my happy place. They have a very chill lifestyle and it works perfect for my business. You would think being stateside in the same time zone with my clients because all of my clients are in the U.S., but my clients love that I'm overseas because they often say, I wake up and my business was running 24-7. Bianca got all this work done and I can just come in and check any messages. And I do take a break between 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. to spend with my family. And then any meetings that I have, any last minute messages as my clients are just waking up, I take two hours and I work in the evening for two hours to answer any messages and have any meetings. So it works mm. out perfect. Nice. Has it allowed you to, you know, access clients or attract clients from the UK and on that side of the world, Europe, UK side of the world? You know what? I, you know, we serve everyone, but I tend to only get uh, clients that are in the US Mm. as far as clients that reach out to me. Interesting. Hey, it is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a, a whole world just like in the same time zone. So how long ago did you start your business? Did you already tell me that? I started my business. I started as a virtual assistant three years ago. Oh, okay. So right when we came to Spain, uh, my kids were in school. My husband works. I said, what am I supposed to do? I have a master's degree in accounting. I just left my job in banking. And I started to look into maybe doing some bookkeeping. So I was doing actually doing bookkeeping for Etsy shops. And then somebody told me about another military spouse told me about the world of virtual assisting. So that's how I actually started. Okay. But your virtual assistant services don't extend into the accounting, bookkeeping, financial side of business? No. Once I decided to become a VA myself, I stopped doing bookkeeping. It's primarily for e-commerce because they would wait all year to do their books. And rather than December be a nice, calm month, it was very hectic trying to do everybody's books for the whole year. And product base is a lot different because you have supplies and sales tax. So I just started just completely from scratch instead of just going to try something like general admin. And yeah, I've never offered bookkeeping services. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting. Yes. And so you've headed down the social media with your VA services. Is that what the demand was, I suppose, is what I'm trying to ask? Why you headed in the direction of social media management? Yes. So I was going to be a virtual assistant, maybe start doing maybe some general admin just to get my feet wet. Like most VAs come in, they start with general admin just to learn. However, my very first client was actually a CPA. 
and she needed help with social media. She was a military spouse. We, we just connected on so many different levels and she hired me on the spot. So we, I actually do social media for those in the financial industry. So I don't offer bookkeeping myself. My clients are e-commerce because I come from the e-commerce background and financial background because I understand the financial industry. So they both love it, both industries. Oh. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It's your client relates with your background, but what yes. you do for them is something that is not in their wheelhouse. Exactly. Love it. So how long did it take you to go from being just Bianca in your business to then going, wow, now I need a team or what's my next step in business for you to evolve it into an agency? So I've been at this for three years. It took me two years. We quick the pandemic happened and my business just it blew up. It was everybody was home, they were home with their kids, they needed help. I was getting so many recommendations from my current clients, and I grew too fast. Um, over that summer break around August, September, when everybody kids were going back to school last year, and that's when I was like, I need help myself. So I hired a subcontractor, but the work kept coming and I couldn't keep up with the demand, and so we spent the next several months hiring subcontractors. And then I said, I'm going to go with it. I always knew I wanted to be an agency, if I can be honest. I just didn't think it was going to happen that fast. I was thinking four or five years. Uh, I didn't realize how fast uh, the online world works because that's why I named my business Simplify VA Services versus After Me. I knew it was eventually be an agency. I like that. So when you were at capacity yourself, what was your first hire? My first hire was actually a tech VA. I didn't have a website and I was just using my portfolio and I wanted to get uh, be more established and people were asking for a website. So I hired a tech VA to come in and build a website for me. And I kept her on to do maintenance on that end. And then she started doing a little bit of general admin things for me just to help me in my business, uh, like managing my calendar. And then my second hire actually was a social media manager. So you would think I would start with social media manager, but I started with a tech VA at <laughs> the back end of our business, right? Like the Sato to help with the workflows, proposal contracts, invoice. I was doing everything separate. Nothing was really streamlined. So to help somebody come in to help me streamline the back end. Nice. Because I was like, you know, when you get to that point of, okay, I'm full on, you've got two choices. Someone to bring into the business that is non-chargeable which is your admin person to help you in the back end of your business, or you bring on somebody who you can offload the client work to and immediately their time is chargeable out to the client. So what was that bracket of time between those two first employees that you had? I hired them both in September, same month back to back. Um, so it was interesting uh, because I hired the tech VA. So she was working on the back end and then we were still getting more clients. And so I needed someone to just do hashtags and scheduling. I can do the strategy. I can meet with the clients, but the hashtags are very tedious, you know, to do that research. And so once I had somebody do that, it was more hours that I can then do the strategy part with the clients. Yeah, totally. And that's what I think, you know, when we're building an agency model, that's where I believe our first hire 
one of our first hires should be is into that person who can take some of the client load off of us Mm -hmm. and their time becomes chargeable immediately. And it's not like an overhead in your business because then once you've offloaded client work and their time, your first employee's time is chargeable, then you can bring in new clients without Mm -hmm. burning out yourself trying to do even more work to cover the cost of that admin person. What's your take Exactly. I was very burnt out because my own kids were starting school because I thought, oh, it's August. My kids don't go back to school to September. So I can, you know, help you out while your kids are going back in August. Because uh, certain like down south, they go back to school in August. And but I, it didn't hit me that I have to get my own kids ready in September as well. <laughs> and, and in Spain, they actually went back to school uh, a year earlier than the U.S., so it was, you know, the stress of, you know, in Spain, it's illegal to homeschool. And so I didn't have a choice. I had no choice but to send them to school. So it was like trying to deal with the business and the stress of your kids going to school after a year off. And so ha- having a tech VA to really come in and work on the back end. But also, I also believe one of your first hires should be someone that can come in and take some of the workload off of you to help with some of your client work um, so that you could, again, continue to get clients clients and bring more clients in. Yeah, for sure. So what attracted you to the agency model, Bianca, as opposed to, all right, now I've got this service piece dialed in, I could just teach other military spouses how to create a business themselves doing what I'm doing. What led you down the agency path? I've always been in management positions. Even when I was in the military, I was a sergeant, so I had uh, airmen under me. When I was in banking, I was the head teller, so I had tellers under me. Then I was a banking manager. Then I had, you know, uh, tellers and customer service reps under me. And so any position that I've always held, I love people. I'm a people person. I'm an extrovert. I love dealing with people, but I also love managing a team. And there are so many new VAs that want to start their own business. And so in the agency, we actually do hire a lot of new VAs. We give them that first opportunity to work from home. And I think really just helping out somebody who needs it, but also helping out somebody who needs a job. I felt like it was a win-win and I I can deal with my clients. Uh, I love our clients, but I can also, you know, bring some people into the agency model who are going to start their own business or needed to work from home. So I felt like it was it was a win-win. And then at the agency model, I don't feel like there's a cap. You can just grow as much as you want. You can grow, we grow slow. So you can grow as slow or as fast as you really want to. I feel like the agency is at your own pace. So how many on your team now? Ooh, we have eight. Wow. <laughs> we just onboarded one last week. We have eight and we have two job ops out. So that would be a team of 10. All in uh, less than a year. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say that is fast growth. How have you managed that? That would seem like you are onboarding new staff continuously over the last 12 months. It must feel like that. It has felt like that because as we're onboarding clients, so what happened, we were just doing social media. Well, then we started to offer virtual assisting, but client facing. So the great thing about that is they onboard with me, they get to meet the potential client and they work directly together. So that's why it was so fast paced because we were onboarding more of the virtual assistant side. 
where there was more client facing, we started offering content repurposing. So we take your long form content, whether that's a blog or a podcast, and we have our Pinterest strategist do your pins. We have our copywriter do your copy for your blog. We have our social media manager do your social media. If you need anything on the back end, we have our VA. And so there's this mixture of people that are working in your business. I love the agency model because there's, you know, people that say they can do it all, but you really want someone who's an expert in their field. So we have all these people really making sure that we're taking your long form content and getting it out to all these different types of audiences. And so for the last couple of months, it has felt like that we onboard as we need. And so I'm very selective on who we onboard, what exactly are we looking for? Do they match our potential clients? So really get to know the client, making sure they ride with the VA to get to meet them. And so far, I'm in my own word, it's, it's been great. <laughs> so your team is made up of not necessarily virtual assistants who work and do all of the client work, but they manage mm-hmm. the client and then get your team of specialists to do the different aspects? Yes. So it depends. So if there's social media, they work with the social media manager. If it's virtual assisting, they are client facing with the VA themselves. I kind of just manage everything, make sure everything's going good. If the client has any issues, the VA has any issues, then I kind of come in. And then we have the content repurposing part. That's the new offer we just offered. That is when we get a couple of different people. Everybody's on the same Trello board. We have all how it's going to, you know, the workflow, how that's going to work. Everybody's kind of working together when this person's done they know that that this person needs to do it so it tends to be a really um, nice workflow as far as the content repurposing but then we have after me you have the OBM who is overseeing the team so I don't have to go in and you know all these slack messages from eight people about to be 10 and making sure that you know there's nothing overdue making sure that you know the clients are happy making sure that the work is being done so that I can really just be the visionary and the CEO of my business and somebody just to manage the team has been really, really helpful because before it was just me managing all these different team members. So, Yeah, because that was going to be my next question. What does (laughs) your role currently look like now that you have the team of eight, soon to be 10? So really good to hear that you've really moved into that CEO role and looking at what your business is doing and being the visionary there. Mm -hmm. How long ago did you onboard your OBM? What are we in October? So I want to say maybe this summer. I think it was August because we don't take any clients in the summer. We like our team to enjoy their summer. Um, I'm traveling in the summer and my kids are home. They're going to be going to college all next year, all a year apart. So I really want to still enjoy the time with them, especially to be in a stay-at-home mom for so long. It was really hard. So to help her bring me on before we start taking clients in September, because I knew once we started taking clients in September, we had a wait list over the summer that we were going to need to onboard a team. So that gave them time to look over our mission, our values, to onboard, see what we currently have going on, looking at our SOPs, uh, making sure that all those are ready to go before we start to onboard anybody else. So that way, if we onboard a new VA, they there's certain so standard operating procedure, which is a workflow of, you know, as a VA, this is what you need to do as a social media manager. This is what you need to do and making sure that those systems was working good. And do you find that having packages of service allows you to streamline those workflows even more than maybe a bespoke type service? Oh, yes. We love package based. Um, it actually works better for the client because they can purchase, for example, virtual assistant services, they can purchase 10 hours. 
at $500, I'm gonna get 10 hours of service, 2.5 hours a week. The VA and the client working on a controller board that we're all a part of too. So we get to see, you know, the workflow, everything that's getting done. But social media, that's based off of deliverables. And it actually works for you too, because we can really create quality content without the hours holding us, I feel like, hostage. Um, and we can really give you quality work. Plus, it takes, a, it takes a lot to do social media. We do a lot of training. We do trainings every Thursday. We're keeping up. Like right now, you know, everybody should be rolling out to get the new link on Instagram stories. So I like to, you know, put that on social. And I always like to send an email to my clients like, hey, you know, we have the link stories coming out. We'll be implementing that in your business so that I can do some of that training and some of the, the networking and the marketing and really, you know, reaching out to our clients when that when those happen. So talk to me more about what Bianca's role as CEO looks like now. Oh, my CEO role. So I spend a lot of time marketing, <laughs> a lot of time marketing, networking, like here on a podcast. I am very active on Instagram. I do lives. Um, I do a lot of educating on outsourcing. So I believe everybody should outsource. I believe outsourcing will help you grow your business. And so I spend a lot of time nurturing relationships you know, getting on summit, speaking, and I don't really like speaking, but that's the part of, you know, getting out that shyness of being, you know, the the CEO of my business and thinking like, what else can we do? So in October 1st, that's when we started to launch content repurposing. So if I wasn't the CEO and I didn't have a team or have that time to really be the visionary, I wouldn't probably have rolled out content repurposing. And I realized a lot of people needed that service. So when I rolled it out, we did some more, and then I guess more market research, you know, talking to people, this is a service that you like. And so really just the back end of making sure that all of that is working. And so that's the CEO of that. But I also have a second company too. So, you know, always spending so much time marketing and, and really networking a lot. So tell me about your second business. <laughs> well, it kind of rolls into the same thing. So we have the agency and I'm a virtual assistant coach. So in February, I decided to start coaching virtual assistants on how they can start go and implement their own VA journey. And so I do one-on-one coaching, group coaching. I have a monthly membership. So very busy. <laughs> And I love it because they they intertwine. Like I just hired one of my coaching students for my business. And that's what I love about it is that they go through my program. They go through my course. And knowing that when I'm ready to hire, they are the first people I I look into hiring for the agency. Mm, One feeds the other. I like that lot. Exactly. So how long have you been doing the coaching, mentoring training how long have, has that been an additional <laughs> part to your agency I suppose if that's how we describe it yeah that started in February uh, I think I got my first coaching in April again that was supposed to be the 2022 but clubhouse happened the pandemic everybody was home I just started I just went to clubhouse one day and I was like I'm gonna do a coffee chat with VAs I like talking and I had so many people come into the room and now we have a room three days a week still. Uh, we have a room three days a week on Clubhouse is where I funnel them into the group and I meet people and I just wanted to talk and people like, do you coach? And I'm like, no, I don't coach. And they're like, oh, you, you just know so much. And then I started a Facebook group just to funnel people into so they didn't have to ask me if they wanted questions or we would always say, do you need a resource? And funnel them to get resources. And then in, uh, I think, April, we started Google on Coaching. So, yeah, it's been interesting. And, and so is the demand for 
wanting to be a VA, is that demand really high? People wanting to really move high. into it's really high is? right now. The pandemic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's blame everything on the pandemic because a lot of people lost their jobs. So a lot of people lost their jobs or when they wanted to go back to work, they didn't want to go back to work. They got used to being home. And so I see a lot like me, people were going online and saying, how do you work from home? And, you know, legitimately work from home or maybe they don't want to do an LMM. And it's like, well, you can be a VA. And I'm still amazed at how many people don't know what a VA is. And so I said, well, join my Facebook group. You know, we talk a lot about what a VA is. And they sometimes like me, I didn't think this was real. I didn't think I can work from home. I set my own schedule. I work when I want, um, as long as I get the work done. And it seems almost unreal. So I think the pandemic really working from home, people losing their jobs has really in the last year, there's been a lot of VAs right now. And yet there is so many other opportunities to create a business online, mm-hmm. you know, other than moving into being a virtual assistant. So that's interesting that that's the first thing that people think about is the option for creating an online service. I think they th- well, what I've been seeing as I've been coaching the students is people are telling people become a VA as if it's easy. And so what we're seeing is when people go into Facebook groups and they say, oh, I need something to make money. I want to stay home with my kids. I want to leave my teaching job. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to work these long hours. I see people say, become a VA, become a virtual assistant. But then I come in and say something different. Understand that this is a business, that when you become a VA, that you're not an employee, you're a 1099 contractor, you are working for yourself. There's a lot that goes into it. So while we see a big tick of people wanting to be VAs, we also see them wash out very quickly. They're there one minute, month, they're not there. So for those that have stayed, their business have grown because now they're knowing, wow, this was a lot of work. So I think there's that disconnect where people think, oh, I'm going to be BA, I'm going to get a client. And then three months later, they don't have a client, They don't, but they don't know how. So that's when coaches like me come in and say, let me teach you, let me show you the how of how to get a client, not just, oh, go into Facebook groups. That's great. But what do you do with these Facebook groups? Like, how are we getting clients? And so we teach them, you know, to elevate a pitch, to have a portfolio and things like that so they can really start to go out there and get clients. But it does take time. And so how many of your team are helping you with the coaching course, membership, education part of your business? So right now, I just have one. I have a community manager. So she helps me with that. Any videos, she downloads, put it onto YouTube, into our vault. And then she goes in. Like today, I just had a live. She puts any of the links in there, any webinar, she shows up. So right now, we I just need one, which is that was a community manager. Everybody else helps with the agency because the agency is my bread and butter. <laughs> the agency is where all the clients are and where we need a lot more help um, with the agency side. Let's talk profitability. Profitability of your agency. Have you seen that grow over time? Have you always had a target with your profitability? Talk to me a bit more about that. Yes, I would love to say we finally hit six figures in the agency. It was a next year. I feel like all these goals I have for 2022 happened this year. And I think the reason that we were able to hit six figures is because we started the agency in January. So I said, okay, we're going to, so when we switched over to the agency model, I do want to say this. I gave a lot of my clients a choice. I had a lot of one-on-one. 
And I said, I'm going to agency model so you can stay with me or I'm going to offboard you. Um, But please understand, I would no longer be working with you one on one, but I'm still very much there. If you want to hop on a call, I'm there. I'm still doing the strategy side. But as far as doing actual implementation, that's my team. I think at that point, we only lost two people. They were like, no, I only want to work with you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. So I helped them find another VA um, because I love, love working with them. It's just that when you become an agency, you do have to take a step back out of the implementation. Everybody else decided to stay with us. They got to meet the new VA. They got to meet the team. So it, it took like the whole first quarter of really fine-tuning the agency, uh, switching kind of everybody over. Uh, we spent the second quarter, okay, everything's, you know, is settling out. Let's start to bring in more people. We have a team. We took the summer off. <laughs> we didn't onboard any clients. And then September hit and we started to bring in actually some corporate clients at this point. So that's when we were mm-hmm. able to really hit six figures is really bringing in some some corporate clients and raising our prices. Right. So your team are only part-time? Yes. Uh, they. A lot of them are project-based. Um, some of the VAs are, well, no, we have three VAs that work e-commerce and they're working about 40 hours, 30, 40 hours a week with some clients. So the VAs are more 30, 40 hours or more full-time. And everybody's at social media is more part-time because we batch content for the month. So as long as they get all of our clients, we batch everything by the month, they can go work another client work because they have a lot of free time because we batch by the month. So by the 15th, everybody content is done for the following month. Right. Nice. Nicely done. (laughs) So profitability in the agency how often do you look at your figures? Like, is that something that you look at monthly or is your business more on maybe a quarterly cycle because you see some ups and downs and some ebbs and flows? How do you look at your financial figures and kind of go, oh, we're on track with our profitability or that's par for the course because it's summer and then, you know, heading into the other seasons, we can expect to go up. How do you manage that in your agency? Uh, this is going to surprise you every Friday. <laughs> ah. Every Friday, I look at my finances uh, as part of my CEO day. So I have a CEO day where part of that is bookkeeping is looking at our numbers because I have a master's degree in accounting. Numbers is my thing. And so for me, looking at numbers and seeing, okay, what if we get this client? You know, can we even bring on a new team member? What would the profit be like? Can we invest in something? Because our scheduler is expensive. And every time we add more clients, it gets more expensive. And then also looking at KPI. So my VA goes in every Wednesday. She tracks all of our numbers, all of our key performance indicators. How many followers do we have on Instagram? What, how many you know people do we have on our newsletter? Uh, you know how many you know one on ones that I get with the you know with uh, you know consulting calls. But sometimes people just want to consult with me. They never hired a VA. They just want to talk it out. And so I have a guide and a free guide that they can look at and go over themselves. And they're more than welcome to book just a consult car for an hour where it's like, okay, where are you, where are you at? And you're like, let's look at where you are. Let's write everything down. And so we look at all those numbers, the key performance indicators, our goals, where are we at with those goals? And that can really say, okay, we can take off for the summer. We just kind of pump it hard for, so third quarter, we go hard and fourth quarter, we're on fourth quarter. We won't onboard any clients for December. We don't onboard in December either because it's the holidays. Um, we take uh, a week off, New Year's to think, um, 
Christmas Eve to New Year, so the team can really do that. Because if we're onboarding clients, we try to get them our undivided attention. So I do like I'm, I look at my numbers every Friday. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and that I'm moving Friday. things around. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when you bring on a new client, do you know the profitability of that new client from the get go? Usually, yes, because I am one of those people that put my price on my website. <laughs> In the beginning, we were very much, give us your budget, we'll tell you what we can do. And it wasn't working. And so because we know when it comes to social media, this is what we can do for tier one. This is what we can do for tier two. I don't tend to mix the tiers. I'm very clear cut. This is what you get. So, and I know how much I pay my VAs, um, even hourly for their virtual assistant, because the social media managers are more on package price, where the VAs are more hourly, because we don't know how many hours are working with that client for that particular week. They say 40, but it can be 30, 35. And so they do, they track their hours. And we pretty much know what the profit will be based off of that, because I, I worked very hard to say these are our numbers, but I didn't start that way. That sounds very much like me, is <laughs> I now know when I take on a new client and take on a new event, I know exactly what the percentage of the profit mm-hmm. margin of that job is going to be, regardless of the size of the job. I've got myself a spreadsheet and a formula Uh that says, if this is the type of event that we're doing for you, then this is how much it's going to cost. And this is my profitability margin. So I think knowing that as an agency really helps you grow sustainably. Uh Every time you bring on a new client, you know that this is the profitability level, but this is how much more staffing hours you're going to need for that particular client. Exactly. So So we know know how much we're charging them. We have a, we do it based off percentage. So based on what they, so I know, you know, if I'm, let's say example, I'm looking for a VA and they are out of, I already know they're going to be out of my range based off what they're going to charge hourly because we do ask them for their, so I try to be careful with the 1099 and employees. So we don't really set prices when we're doing a job. I just say, what is your subcontracting rate? And if I feel like this, I already know past a certain amount that is outside of our profit margin. Mm, nice. I love that you know your figures, but you know, <laughs> you're a CPA. So, <laughs> so heading down that, you know, team still, I feel as though I'm jumping all over the place here, but these <laughs> questions that burning in the back of my head, are you outsourcing as in all of your team are contractors or are you actually employing? Nope. Everybody's a contractor. So a lot of them have their own businesses, actually. Some of them are new, so they're working with me and maybe another client. We have some that are like, I have no desire to start my business. Uh, we have some, we have some VAs that love working with agencies because they don't have to get clients. The clients come to them. And so we have some people like that. But with that model, you know, you lose people. We haven't lost a lot, thankfully. Uh, I did have my first VA become an OBM. And at that point, I didn't need an OBM. So I wished her well. And so that's the hard part about an agency is some agencies have a big turnover. But, you know, we believe in, in giving back to our team. I just the other day, I just sent my social media manager one of them. She's been doing so much work. I just gave her a cash bonus. She's like, what is this for? I'm like, 
just because you're so amazing. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you. You know, and um, we just brought some of our team members these uh, notebooks that you can write on, but erase. It was just a fun uh, question in the Facebook group. And my, my VAs are members. And one of them, I said, oh, what did you buy from Amazon? And one of my VAs said, oh, I bought this notebook. And I said, oh, we have to get one for the team. You know, and so um, a lot, some of their software is like more VPN because we work with social media. I pay for that. So um, I believe when you really get back to your team and you treat them like a team, that they will, they will stay. And do you think that will change as you continue to grow? Or do you think you really like the outsourcing model for your agency? I love where I'm at right now. So I don't know where I'm going to be next year, but I love the growth that we have. I worked very hard to have the amazing clients that we have, to have the amazing team that we have. So for now, I believe this is where we're going to be for a little bit. Nice. Bianca, I've loved diving into all the things behind your business and talking agency and how it ticks and what you do and how you have built your agency in such a short amount of time. Can you share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you and how they can come into your world? Yes. So www.simplifiedvaservices.com is our website, but I'm very active on Instagram. So you can find me at Simplified VA Services on Instagram. And I'm actually doing a nine part series on how to grow your business through outsourcing. So every week, about a 10 minute video, I touch on a different subject, like what to outsource, what to look for in a VA. And then it also comes with an outsourcing guide to help you along through that. Perfect. All right. I'm going to put all of those links, including your outsourcing guide, because I like that idea that will really help people, you know, with their outsourcing journey, because that's always a tough one. Where do I start? What do I do? What do I'm looking for? So <laughs> what, do, what do I outsource? Like, where yeah. do I begin? And I always say just brain dump. And so that mm. guide is called for you, but just through outsourcing allows you to brain dump with marketing, admin and others. So if it's marketing, maybe you start with marketing. Or I say, just start with what you don't like. If you really don't like social media, start there. (laughs) So true. So true. Start with what you don't enjoy. Get that off your plate and then it leaves you with what you do enjoy. That's perfect. Bianca, thanks so much for joining me today. This has been a fabulous conversation. You've grown so quickly in your business, but you are so organized and so streamlined in what you do. I love listening to it all. So thanks so much for joining us and being here with me today. Well, thank you for having me, Sandra. I appreciate it. It was fun. Did you enjoy that episode or did you enjoy that episode? Bianca was amazing. Like listening to her journey of working out how she even got into social media management when she has a master's in accounting. Like, would have just made perfect sense to her to get into some bookkeeping, online services or something similar. But you heard me ask those questions. Her clients are the accountants and the e-commerce owners and she does something for them that's not in their wheelhouse and that she enjoys. So, How's that for creating a business and running your business your way? Just another example of how you can build a business your way. You don't have to build a business around your qualifications or build a business around something that you've always done because it's what you've always done. No, you can break the mold. You can break through anything to create a business that meets your lifestyle needs, meets your 
your desires of what makes you happy and what spins your wheels, you can create a business around that. Bianca is also a really good example that you can live anywhere in the world and you can have clients from anywhere in the world and still run a thriving online agency. I am advocating really hard for the agency model. There's lots of conversations and lots of chat out there on the internet that if you want to scale your business, the only way to do that is with online courses and online memberships. Whilst you can do that, you can also grow a thriving online agency doing done-for-you services for other business owners. You can move out of being the solopreneur and step right into being the CEO of your business and get a team of people to deliver the client-facing work for you. It does take a whole different set of disciplines, but it is totally doable and really enjoyable. So I'm going to advocate really hard for creating and scaling your business using the agency model. This week, like every other week, we also have this episode written out in a full blog post, not just show notes, but a full blog post with a good story behind it over on my website. So if you want to go and take a read, if you like to read a good story, then head on over to sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast 10. That's podcast and the number 10. There you'll also find all of the links from today's episode so you can connect with Bianca, go and check out her social media agency and tag her on Instagram. I tell you what, why don't you take a screenshot of this week's episode, share it on Instagram, tag Bianca, tag myself, reach out to us. We'd love to hear what you got from today's episode if you've got any questions about running an online agency or how to grow and move from service provider solopreneur and step into your role as CEO I'd love to have that conversation with you if you did enjoy this week's episode please do hit that subscribe button so you get notified of new episodes every Wednesday when they're released If, like me, you listen on the Apple Podcast app, then I'd appreciate if you could rate the show and leave me a quick review. It would mean the world to me if you could help get this show into the ears of other online service business owners so we can have the conversation about how to grow your business without the burnout, the overwhelm, and doing all the things. All right, my friend, I will be back next week with another interview where I'll be diving behind the scenes of a growing gifting business with my guest, Teresa Tripoldi. Until then, have a fabulous week.